We are Chris and Beth Bruno, and this is the Walking With Podcast. We lead a team of brave and brilliant story work counselors and coaches around the country, all committed to helping you come alive. Join us as we explore the sacred landscape of the human heart at the intersection of theology, psychology, and ministry. So I feel solidly middle-aged. <laughs> Definitely, we're both middle-aged. I mean, we've been married more than a quarter of a century, and we almost have only one kid left at home. Like, we are there. And it's hard at this point to remember what it was like, even just five years ago with three kids at home and, you know, just turning the corner around 40. It's hard now to remember that there was this season in which we were building everything. We were building our family and our children, and we were building a ministry, each separate, and a business kind of together, but kind of not. And just honestly, the hustle mm-hmm. with this view of one day we'll actually be able to do what we feel called to do, what we love to do. We'll have time to say yes to, to only the things that we want to say yes to. We are actually there which is unbelievable Mm -hmm. because just five years ago, we were in that place of what we ended up doing to build was we said yes to everything. Mm -hmm. And we were running after so many things. And oftentimes we were saying yes to things separately prior to even talking about it with one another. It usually meant a weekend away. It often meant no pay, (laughs) all for this kind of later delayed goal. But that season began to feel crazy. Mm-hmm. I think your word hustle is a really good word because that's definitely what we were both doing and it, and all in the name of Jesus. We were all doing it to grow and build something that was really beautiful and good and, and focused on the kingdom. And we were churning and working so hard. And I think your your terms there, like we said, yes. We said yes to almost everything that came across. We were committed to living a big story, and we wanted to have a big impact. And in order to do that, it meant being discontent with a small, beautiful story. Mm -hmm. And it meant really an unhealthy way of living. And what we we want (laughs) to name it now, because we see this in others, it might not look like our story at all, but this idea of having a ministry mistress. Yes. Having your heart so fully given over to the ministry, the church, the organization, the whatever that you're trying to build, that it has become the other person Mm -hmm. in your life. And we got into some interesting pickles with that because we were saying yes to these things that were overlapping. And so it was like, I said yes to something and you said yes to something. And it required us both to be gone with our young family still at home. It required us both to be gone at the same time or over the same weekend. And then it was a scramble of like, oh, what do we do with the kids? And I'm sending you off to go do this and you're sending me off to go do this. And so our lives were diverging. And so our our hearts were turned you know, in, in one level, it was like I said a moment ago, that it was all to build and all in pursuit of Jesus and for the kingdom. And yet our hearts were not turned towards one another. They were turned towards these other things mm-hmm. and what we were building. Mm-hmm. 
And that's where the mistress comes in. That's where it began to be something that drew us apart rather than together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wish mistress could be like all encompassing. It (laughs) it sounds like so often, you know, the guy has this ministry mistress that just he's all about his church or whatever, but it can be both. It can be whomever is, is in the midst of a hustle. Basically, yeah. yeah. Maybe the lover, maybe the ministry lover. Yeah, or, I don't know. I like the you know alliteration. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> so we woke up one day and realized that this is what was happening, and we kind of sat down with our calendars and we were trying to plan out what was happening in the next month. We sat down with our calendars and realized we had overlapped so many different things. There was almost uh, it was at the point of no return, and we were exhausted. And we were uh, drifting apart and we were, you know, not attending to all the needs of our kids. And I don't want to sound all dire and whatever. It wasn't like that, but it was, it was on the road to that, to where we actually had to sit down and say, hey, what are we going to do with this? Mm-hmm. So, you know, ner- nerds, overachievers that we are, we created a rubric. <laughs> that sounds so silly. We created a rubric. And we, we would rate every offer. Uh, on this rubric of, you know, is it, where does it fall on the life giving to us personally scale? Where does it fall on the financial benefit scale? Where does it fall on the, this is a um, close relational ask and none of the other stuff matters because we have to say yes. Because there's a deep front. Yes. Or where does it fall on kind of the the long-term payout, if you will, that this is a investment into the future versus any kind of short-term gains. Like we we ranked all of these incoming requests on this rubric. And, you know, whether or not the end score, like, was the determining factor to our yes or our no, the process of evaluating and seeing what we were saying yes to and what we were willing to say yes to is what the big win was. Right. Because that helped shape our our whole way of thinking about what we actually wanted. And that, you said the word score, and I want to reiterate to everyone listening right now how nerdy this is, because we literally created... a a chart that had these different categories with all the, you know, chart down the left that had the different categories and then a ranking of points that we awarded depending on, you know, where it fell. And so I think we copied it off of one of our elementary school kids rubrics for some assignment. Oh, I'm sure it was like that. (laughs) We were like, this is brilliant. This is, this is really good. (laughs) That's really good stuff. And I remember us deciding that we weren't going to say yes to anything that was a score of 26 or less. (laughs) And then if it hit the 26 mark, then we would consider it for ourselves. And I think maybe if it was like over a 36 mark, then it was a definite, I need to talk with Beth about this. But that 26 to 36 range, it was kind of that in-between that maybe, maybe not, we'll see and kind of evaluate what does she have this month versus what do I have this month? And then maybe it will be something we say yes to. Holy cow, that changed how we engaged in all those yeses and nos. And it actually took it out of a hustling into a building. Mm-hmm. It felt like that's what happened. It was the turning point for us to start thinking more strategically, for us to actually being strategic in all the things. But it also was a turning point in us like realizing where our um, own self-worth and identity was was being placed and what like the two of us needed to recalibrate and be on the same page, be building more things together 
and not all of these things separately. It was the beginning of what we are living out now, but it took that that kind of aha moment of realizing that we have ministry mistresses. Mm-hmm. So what happens when we don't attend to these things? What happens, just think about that word mistress, uh, and what happens when we don't attend to this other lover that comes into our marriage? In my mind, I I think of the word resentment, and I think of the words, you know, like questioning my value to you because you're saying all these yeses to these other things instead of yeses to me. And I've spoken with so many people in ministry where they're in a ministry mistress situation where the resentment is so large on the part of the spouse towards the person in ministry or who, the, whoever's saying yes to the ministry so often that it's almost, um, you, you can't even recover sometimes because we've, we've turned our hearts so much towards this other mistress. Resentment is a really hard thing to recover from. It really is. And when we don't attend to these places in our life, in our ministry, it will it will naturally result because it's another love. It's something else that we're turning our hearts towards. And so this space of ministry mistress is really important. And so we would love for all of you listeners to consider what are the things in your life that you're saying yes to before and over your spouse. And maybe you need to come up with your own rubric So sit down with your spouse and say, hey, what are the things that we're going to say yes to? And what are the things that we're going to say no to? And how do we evaluate them? What are the values or criteria that we're going to put, uh, you know, up on the wall and say, hey, yes, no, yes, no. And and, and maybe nerd out like we did and do a scoring kind of a thing so that we can actually have good conversations and choosing conversations that actually choose one another versus always the yes towards the ministry. Mm Mm-hmm. Thanks so much for joining us on the Walking With Podcast today. As always, if you are interested in learning more about who we are and the work that we do, you can find links in the show notes to see more about that. And we just want you to have a restful July. This last year and a half through the pandemic has been so burdensome. And now as things open up, we hope that you find rest and that this series helps you do just that. See you same time, same place next week.